PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Retirement Planning Redefined. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We appreciate it. Maybe you've received this podcast through the team's newsletters or email blast, or maybe you found us online on various different out, uh, podcast outlets like Apple or Google or Spotify. Either way, we appreciate your time. And we're going to spend a few minutes with John and Nick talking about uh, some more about IRAs. And this go around, we're going to spend some time on the Roths. But first, guys, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. So uh, my one-year-old is sleeping through the night very well. So I feel like a new man. <laughs> that goes a long way. That's for sure. Well, kudos on that. Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. My 15 year old dog is not sleeping through the night. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm okay. They're getting up, they're getting up there. I've got a 13 year old dog and yeah, she's a, she's a pistol. I got a 22 year old daughter and I can't tell which one's a bigger pain in the butt, the dog or the daughter, but now nah, they're, they're both doing pretty well. The kid's actually graduating from nuclear engineering school. Actually, I get to go see her uh, Friday and she's uh, now a petty officer. She ranked up in the Navy. So we're all proud of her. Congrats. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, I'll tell you what, let's not talk about babies, dogs, or uh, or the Navy for just a minute. Let's talk about uh, the Roth IRAs, as I mentioned. So if you happen to catch the last podcast, we wanted to go through and talk about IRAs, about the vehicle, and we spent some time on the traditional side. So guys, do me a favor first. Uh, let's just do a recap a little bit of the traditional IRA before we switch over to the Roth so people have some context on that. So one of the biggest benefits for any sort of IRA account are uh, some of the tax benefits. But one of the things that we wanted to kind of remind everybody of, and and this helps with IRA accounts, but also just really any sort of investment account or, you know, sometimes uh, the feedback we've gotten is it's helpful for people to think about the different types of accounts in three phases of kind of taxation. There's as the money goes in, mm-hmm. is it taxed? Is it not taxed? as the money grows, is it taxed, is it not taxed? And then when it comes out so that you can use it, is it taxed or not taxed? So for a traditional IRA, you know, the first one, as it goes in, uh, in the last session, we talked a little bit about it. You know, most of the time for most people, it's not going to be taxed, but there will be some rules on when that is after tax money, it's gonna grow tax deferred. So you're not gonna get 1099 on it each year as it grows. And then when it comes out, it's going to be ordinary income tax. And then for the Roth IRA, which is kind of what we're going to get into today, it is money that's already been taxed is going to go in. 
it's going to grow tax deferred, so another 1099s, and then on the backside, it's tax free. Right. Okay. That's kind of the comparison as you go through. Okay. Well, since you brought it up, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So, John, give us a few things to think about uh, on the raw side. I, he already mentioned the tax deferred part. Uh, what are some other limitations and things of that nature we talked about, like with the traditional, uh, some numbers or some things we need to know? Yeah. So, like the traditional IRA, the contributions are based off of earned income. So, again, that does not count real estate income and the interest income like that, but it's earned income. And uh, as far as the limits go, if you're below 50, Old six thousand. Anyone above fifty can do one thousand catch up, which gives you a seven thousand total. And just to again, kind of reiterate some mistakes we've seen, where um, you can only contribute seven thousand between the two of them. You can't do seven thousand each. Okay, so seven thousand total. And something that some people aren't aware of is that um, even if let's say one spouse is not working and is staying home for whatever reason they are eligible to make a spousal contribution to an IRA, whether that's Roth or traditional, which is a nice feature because that does come up quite a bit. So to talk about the contributions of a Roth, we gave the example of um, traditional IRA as far as making a pre-tax contribution. Uh, As Nick mentioned, the Roth is after-tax dollars. So example of that, 100,000 of income for somebody, they make a $5,000 contribution to a Roth, their taxable income stays at 100,000 that given year. So there's no tax benefit up front with the Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA. You could have a, a tax savings up front when you make the contribution if it's deductible. So for from an eligibility standpoint, for a single person, somebody that makes under 122,000 can make a full contribution. If their income is between 122,000 and 137,000, there is a partial that can be made. If their income is over 137000 they are not able to make a contribution to a Roth IRA. Uh, for married filing jointly, if their income is below 193000 they can make uh, contributions for both them and their spouse. If the income is between 193000 and 203000 uh, it's a partial. And if the household or the married filing jointly income is above or greater than 203000 then they are not eligible to make the contribution. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we've covered uh, some of the contributions, some of the eligibility. You mentioned already the tax deferred growth part. Uh, what about access? Let's co- Did we cover some things there? So one thing, the eligibility, and it's becoming more popular now that uh, we've with the Roth 401k. So if mm-hmm. you're not eligible for or to make a Roth IRA contribution, mm-hmm. one thing do is check with your employer and see if they offer a Roth 401k, which actually has no income limits for you to be able to participate in it, which is a nice feature. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the red, that's a Roth 401k. Maybe we'll we'll do another show about that at another time. Uh, What about the access side? Anything there? Is it the same 59 and a half, all that kind of stuff? So rules are uh, fairly similar where you, as far as access Getting to the account, there's a 59.5 rule. And if you do draw early, there's a 10% penalty on your earnings. So, and I stress earnings on that because um, with a Roth IRA, and I, I say this, consult with your tax uh, preparer, tax advisor. We're not, we don't give tax advice. But um, with a Roth IRA, you can actually access your uh, what we call cost basis prior to 59.5 without any penalty. I've seen a couple of people do it where basically, let's say if you've put in 30,000 into your Roth and your account's at 50, so 20,000 in the earning, 30,000 is what you've put in, which is considered your cost basis. You can pull that 30,000 out without paying a penalty. So you have to keep very good records of your contribution amounts. And if you do pull it out, you have to work with your tax preparer to go ahead and let the IRS know 
that you pulled out portion of your tax basis, and that's would avoid any type of uh, penalty on that. All right. So we covered several things on the Roth side. So the access, the eligibility, uh, contributions, all that good kind of stuff. So let's just kind of get into the fact that it's been hugely uh, popular. It's been a very hot button issue for the last, well, really couple of years. Obviously, one of the reasons, you know, we mentioned earlier that it's tax deferred. Really, the taxes are low, right? We're in a historically low tax rate. So one of the reasons that a Roth might be a good place to do, to go or Roth conversion, I guess I should say, is because of the tax thing. So what are some other reasons why uh, the Roth is just really popular? Uh, you kind of pointed you know, to one of the biggest reasons from the standpoint of we are in historical uh, low tax brackets. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that we talk about with clients and you know, it really became evident towards the end of 2019 is you know the thing that might be the quote unquote best strategy today may not be the best strategy five years down the road, 10 years down the road. So for most of the clients that we meet with, they're substantially overweight on pre-tax money and maybe only recently have started to build up Roth money. And we think it's really important to have balance and to have options in retirement. Uh, your ability to be able to pivot and adjust to you know law changes, rule changes, market conditions, et cetera, uh, are really important. So, and then part of that is you not having to be forced to take out a required minimum distribution on a Roth yeah. helps you maintain that balance and maintain the nest egg. Those tax-free withdrawals help give you flexibility and balance. The ability to be able to pass on funds to beneficiaries, Roth dollars, especially if you have, you know, maybe your kids are high income, you've done a good job planning, you know, we kind of go through the numbers, we build the plan and there's a pretty high probability that you're going to be passing on money to the kids. You know, the Roth money is usually much better to plan or to pass down because of the fact that it will be tax-free to them as well. So, you know, the ability to really create flexibility in your planning and strategies is one of the reasons that we think the Roths are, are a really important part of the piece of the pie. Just to jump in, one thing, just kind of backtracking to um, you know accessing it tax-free, just a couple of rules with it is you have to be above 59 and a half and you actually have to have held the Roth, had a Roth IRA account for at least five years. So example would be, let's say I opened one up at age 60, I'm above 59 and a half. The person cannot actually uh, withdraw tax-free until basically 65. So I have to wait five years. And that's from the first Roth I ever started up. So one thing that we typically will work with clients is if they're eligible, we might just go ahead and start a Roth IRA just to start that five-year window. Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. Good information to know there on that. Now with the beneficiary thing and and passing things along, is the changes in the SECURE Act, does that make a a difference in the Roth as well? Is is there anything there that would be pertained to people if they're thinking about it that they should definitely be checking with you guys on before like doing a conversion or something like that? Yeah. So um, I know that I think this is, um, I believe we're doing like a four-part session to this. We're going to talk about conversions, but yeah, that makes conversions a little more appealing where you have to pull the money out over a 10-year period now, where basically at least if you have to pull it over 10 years, there's actually no tax hit. So as your IRA gets bigger, you know, if you're pulling out of a million dollar IRA over a 10 year period, that's going to really affect your tax rate. If it was all Roth money, it would have no bearing on um, your taxes. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. And we are going to continue on with this conversation uh, on our future podcast about which, uh, you know, which one might be right for you and all those good kind of things. Uh, Nick, anything else that we we may have uh, overlooked in there we need to throw in? No, I just can't really say it enough from the standpoint of, 
you know, building in flexibility is key. You know, most of the people that listen to the podcast are going to have pre-tax money, mm-hmm. but if they don't have any Roth money, then, you know, just getting started uh, can be really important to build that up because, you know, even if they're within a few years of retirement, just kind of remember that we're still planning for 30, 40 years down the road. Right. So right. having money that compounds over a long period of time and then has tax-free withdrawals on the backside is a pretty significant leverage point and benefit. So Okay. One final question for me to ask you guys is, uh, you sometimes hear people say, well, if I'm still working, can I contribute or should I contribute to both kinds, uh, the traditional or the Roth? What do you say when someone asks that type of question? Should someone do both the traditional for the tax reasons and then the Roth for the non-tax? Which, what's your answer? We'll answer that in the next session. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Look at him teeing that up. There you go, folks. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We will take care of that on the next session, and that way you have a reason to come back. Kind of a cliffhanger, if you will. So uh, if you've got questions about the Roth IRA, make sure you talk with your advisor about that. If you're not working with an advisor, well, you certainly should be. Reach out to John and Nick and give them a call at PFG Private Wealth. And then you can reach them at 813-286-7776. That's the number to dial, 813-286-7776 here in the Tampa Bay area. Or go to their website. Check them out online at pfgprivatewealth.com. That is pfgprivatewealth.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can uh, get those next episodes as they come out. Nick, John, thanks for your time this week. I hope everybody has a great week and you guys enjoy yourself in... uh, and uh, and continue to get some good sleep while that baby's resting, right? <laughs> Hopefully it continues. I, I think it will. So there thank you, you. Nick, appreciate your time, buddy. Take care. Thanks. Have a good one. We'll see you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined with the guys from PFG Private Wealth, John and Nick. 